With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Good evening, everybody. Today is February 17th, 2022. I am your host. My name is Tad. Uh, I also run the website youhavetheright.com. And um, I am hosting these calls with Chris, these Q&A calls. And we go for about two hours a call. And what I do is I take these calls. These calls are free. I host them at talkshoe.com, and I have the link at the Telegram and when I get a little more savvy about YouTube, I'll be posting them on YouTube. Um, but what I also do is I take these calls and I break them up by subject and categorize them by subject and put them in the membership of my website, youhavetheright.com. There's a free preview there if you want to look at it. Um, and if you want a more reliable notification of these calls, um, go to youhavetheright.com and join our mailing list. Uh, we've had some mailing issues because we just moved our website, and I think we've got them worked out. So uh, by next week, I should be able to be sending out notices again. So uh, get on our mailing list so you can get notifications of these calls or any updates that might be important. So, Chris, thanks for joining us. What's on your mind tonight? All right. All right. Uh, well, this week's been a little eventful, and... Uh, the video that I just put out here not too long ago is uh, pertained to the uh, the brokerage firm uh, that's going to be handling these issues with uh, the individuals that are having problems with their 1099A. Um, uh, after I released the video, I read a few of the comments, and there are most most everybody's pretty positive about it, uh, but there are a few few people that are uh, have some concerns. And, uh, you know, one of them is uh, a, a, a machine, a copying machine, uh, that will sign your signature for you. And uh, a lot of people are kind of freaked out about the AI thing. And, and uh, you know, is, the, are, is this brokers just going to write all kinds of stuff? Uh, no, they're not. They're not going to be able to. Uh, you got to realize, folks, that this uh, this thing that we're doing, uh, you're going to uh, re- request uh, that these individuals in this brokerage uh, be your fiduciary, and uh, they understand what a fiduciary is, uh, where the court systems don't, uh, the banking systems don't. Um, and so we understand that. We've already talked about that. Uh, the only way that they're going to be able to, because, see, they already know that once this is up and running, that they're going to be audited fairly quick uh, just to make sure that we're doing this right. So they're going to mind their P's and Q's. Uh, there will be complete transparency uh, in, this, in this thing. Uh, 
because they understand what the position is as a as a fiduciary obligation uh you're uh only going to be we spoke about it briefly you're only going to they're only going to be able to authorize the signature uh with your everyone's going to get issued a pin number and every time there's a document that may need to be signed well then you're going to authorize it with a pin number uh and then there will be uh a ledger you may get a monthly uh uh, a monthly copy of the ledger, or you may even be able to uh, link into it and see it in real time. Uh, we talked about the, the security of that, and uh, I'm working on writing the contract, of the fiduciary contract. Uh, this isn't going to be, they're not going to be able to go crazy with the, the, with the trust. They're going to do what the beneficiary needs to have done. Uh, unlike a lot of the other people, they're going. They know this. Uh, there's been some talk with some uh, 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 accountants, and they're trying to. They're kind of funny about things. They're, <laughs> you know, they're they're accountants. I don't know if you've ever met accountants. They're. Uh, they're kind of nerdy, and, uh, you know, they're real skittish about uh, making sure everything's done right. So when this is up and running, it will be done right. Uh, you're going to get uh, a better fidu- – you're going to have a better fiduciary relationship with your trustee than uh, probably any other any other uh, action, like at the, at the hospitals, when you go to the hospital. They don't know they're in a fiduciary obligation. Right. Or the lower man on the totem pole doesn't know that. When I bring this up at the VA, uh, the phlebotomist, I went and gave blood. Uh, well, she took some blood after my well visit. I do it once a year. And, uh, you know, I said, now, look, you know, you you just asked for my uh, the last four. Uh, you Do you know that you're in a fiduciary obligation now as a trustee? She's like, what are you talking about? Um, so the little man in the, in, the, in the corporation that's handling your trust account every day, they have no idea what they're, what they're doing. They don't know that that's what they are. Uh, when a cop asks you for your, your uh, driver's license, he don't know that a trust action is being taken place. Uh, these broker, this brokerage does. They do know this. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of safeguards. There's going to be a lot of assurances uh, as to what they are doing for you. Uh, there's also some talk of uh, with realtors. Uh, this would be a. This may work in the same way as the brokerage does, uh, but it's going to be completely different. Uh, it's going to be separated from it. Uh, because that's not what the brokerage deals with. They don't deal with uh, real estate. So, but they are talking with uh, uh, individuals uh, in in the real estate, uh, putting them up on this. And I'm sure once the accountants are on board, this will be a roll. Well, we'll be rolling with this. Um, but I wanted to speak briefly on that, and uh, I also did a video 
I remade the video because a lot of people uh, was wondering what happened to it after I took it down uh, about the claim of lien. And uh, so I did that video there. Uh, that's what I've done this week other than, you know, do stuff around the house. Uh, when it rains, it pours. Uh, you know, I'm fixing the I'm fixing the water problem, and uh, then then the washing machine tears up, and, and then the Jeep tore up and it wouldn't start. And my wife doesn't like anybody to mechanically touch the vehicles uh, because of she only likes me to do it, uh, or her father. And her father passed away a few years ago, so I'm the only one there. She doesn't trust mechanics. She's like me. She doesn't trust mechanics. Um, so I end up doing it, but I'm not. I told her, I said, if if I'm going to have to take this starter out, uh, this thing's going on a rollback. I'm not playing around with that. Luckily, it was something else, and I got the problem fixed. It only cost 40 bucks. But it's, it takes time. It takes it right. takes time away from what I'm trying to do. Uh, you know, uh, family takes time away. Uh, and I got to kind of balance all this stuff out, uh, with the family. And, you know, I was standing out in the driveway last night till one o'clock in the morning talking on the phone. Um, yeah, I talk, I talk with a lot of you all. Uh, I wish I could talk with more. I wish I could do a lot more one-on-one. Uh, but I'm getting to the point where, uh, I'm really being selective of, of the messages that are being sent. Uh, people are still writing incredibly long books. Uh, well, today I got half a dozen of them, but uh, I'm I'm not going to uh, uh, I'm not going to take the care and the time that I have. I just can't so, do it. So I'd like to I'm interrupt getting... about that. Yeah, um, that's what yeah, these calls yeah. are for, and so people can talk to you about their case because there might be. 30 unique different kind of cases, but once you go through them all, you've gone through them all. And so we can showcase them here at this call, and the recordings are free. You can listen to them, or if you want to save time, that's what my website's about, because I'll take these calls. Like tonight's call, I might break up into 10 different parts and categorize them so that you don't have to listen to two hours worth of calls to get what you want you could go to my website and find out well, what about you know conditional conditional acceptance how do you write it you know i've got a whole category just on that so um of people on these calls asking questions so you may not be available but there are resources available to help people do that no oh, absolutely uh the, the the big telegram uh i went through there a while back in a lot of the files and uh, a lot of them don't even need to be in there. They don't have nothing to do right. uh, with what we're doing. Exactly. And so people get frustrated when they go in there. And uh, hopefully I'll have some time, a little di- downtime, where I can go in and look at every one of them and start getting them out of there. Uh, I'm sharing a lot more of the different conditional acceptances. I've got uh, the one on the back. I've, I've got it uh, ready to share. I've got child support and traffic, and um, I've, I've got a, a claim of lien. I've got it all to where I can uh, send it out, and I've shared a lot of those on, in the Telegram. 
Uh, I posted them in the Telegram. I don't know if they went into the files in all of them. I'm assuming that the the, the two smaller ones probably have, because uh, those guys are really on it. Uh, kudos, kudos to the the conditional acceptance Telegram and uh, and save our ship. Uh, there's a lot of uh, talk in 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 uh, in them about the the foreclosures and uh, that's that's disgusting these foreclosures that are happening around here it's completely disgusting and totally uncalled for Uh, you you, you buy your house and it's paid for Uh, look at the word closing look at the legal definition of the word closing it's done that's basically what it means. It's done, uh, and, and the, the banks, the, the 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 corruption. I spoke last night with one of the these uh, one of the ladies that's uh, been watching the videos and and uh, I had a really long in conversation with her. It was very interesting. Uh, she showed me some stuff on her that she that she's worked on over the years, and. Uh, Yes, I was really impressed by a lot of this stuff. But, you know, we're all kooky. Every one of us is kooky. Uh, We're so into what it is that we know about that we really come (laughs) off as as crazy to a lot of folks. Uh, You know, and the crazy guy is always comfortable in the nut house. Uh, (laughs) That's why I enjoy spending so much time. Uh, with with all my crazy friends out here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and the, the the sad thing is is it's it's the it's the crazy people who are really the sane ones uh, in our situation. Right. Uh, you know, it's uh that's what's that's what's happened with me over this the last week. I still get a lot of grief, uh, you know, about what I am doing here. Uh, but I'm hoping in the end uh, that the, that a lot of people, you know, maybe even one day they they uh, uh, put my house on the the historical landmark <laughs> site or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I hope it goes that way. Uh, there's a lot of problems with our country. A lot of problems. Yep. Uh, that that we we're the only ones. You know, I've always said when Trump was hollering. Uh, uh, I'm going to Washington D.C. and I'm draining the swamp. No, you're not. Uh, you, a politician, cannot go to Washington and change Washington. Uh, we are the only ones that can go to Washington and change Washington. Uh, no one person can go up there and make that kind of a change. Uh, now, did he do a good job? I think he did. Uh, way better job than this freaking clown yeah. we got in there now. Uh, but it's still the same, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he well, was four no, years no, in there. Getting... No, it's not. It's not still the same. It's actually worse. It's worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he went in there. He went in there, and and for four years turned a lot of stuff around. You know, I commend him for what the, for what that he did. Uh, but it's it's just like this. They couldn't have that. Uh, there's coming a time when we're going to have to get. 
Thomas Jefferson on their ass. Yep. Uh, and it's coming. It's coming. Uh, you, you folks would not believe how many people uh, that I've talked to uh, that have told me of some of the, you know, the evil things that they're doing. And, and it's totally believable because I've seen it with my own eyes. Uh, it, it, it is. It's, it, it, it is time for a revolution. And they know that. Yeah. Uh, that's why they try to keep us separated all the time, you know. Uh, they want to. They want the races fighting each other. Uh, they want the gangbangers. When I was in jail, I was in jail with all four of the gangs in one big pod. Uh, and I said I had a sit down with a bunch of the OG, and uh, I said, "Look, man, you know I know you guys are out here fighting for your territory and you know your your money." Uh, but you know you're doing you're doing what the police wants you to do. You're fighting each other. You're killing each other. Uh, you got the wrong enemy, man. Uh, if you guys would band together, there wouldn't be a cop one. I said if you guys would band together and police your own neighborhoods and stop the crime in your own neighborhoods, there wouldn't there wouldn't be any need for the funding of new police. And then as they seen that they didn't need the police, next thing you know, there wouldn't be any. Uh, if you police your own communities, you guys already got your territory split up. Why don't you police your own? You can, you run the crime out of your own community. And, and there won't be a need for... Uh, and then there won't be any police shootings. Yeah. Uh, I know that the... You know, I know that's a pipe dream uh, because they won't. Uh, you know, I've sat down with some seriously powerful OGs in the in the Nashville gang scene and uh, and talked to them about this, you know. You guys get together. Uh, there was a movie in the 80s that came out. It's called The Warriors. I don't know if uh, a lot of you old, you all, a lot of you old timers remember it. And there was a, it started out with a, a big gang meeting. All the gangs met in a coliseum, and the, the leader of the big gang was was Cyrus, and uh, and he was. That's what he was telling them. This is in the eighties. Hey guys, get together. Let's all stop fighting each other, you know, and fight the police. Uh, and 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 they shot him over. Uh, that's how the whole movie kind of went down. Uh, but uh. So, you know, uh, that's what we need to do. We need to get together and and uh, change this country. And this may be one way to do it. So Mindy is here. She has her hand raised. Would you like to talk to her? Yeah. Yeah, put Mindy on. Let's find out what happened today. Miss Mindy. Hi. Thanks. Thank you, uh, Tad and Chris, for this weekly show. Um <clears throat> So uh, Chris taught me how to write a conditional acceptance, um, <clears throat> which I used on a false arrest case. Um, a year ago, tomo- tomorrow will be a year ago, I was arrested at a grocery store on the masking issue, <clears throat> despite the fact that the store gave me permission to uh, shop without a mask. So this was a political um, trespass charge against me. 
<clears throat> but suffice it to say, I've been struggling to get this case thrown out, um, fired four court-appointed attorneys or liars, and uh, it wasn't until I found Chris's YouTube videos uh, in early January that I um, learned how to uh, deny jurisdiction in this um, puny little municipal court action. <clears throat> and it's been going well. I'm not in jail or paying a fine or guilty, but it's just gone from the absurd to the macabre. Um, so I served as conditional acceptances uh, in early January, and um, this uh, so-called trial uh, took place without me. They, um, the the administrator, who's not a judge, but she sits in, in the tribunal, she uh, told me I had to put a mask on, and I told her I can't. And the like six cops had me pulled from the room. They threw me in another courtroom and proceeded to throw the last fired court-appointed attorney at the desk of the of the defendant and they proceeded to have the trial with me in absentia locked in a, a next-door courtroom. I mean, it was really crazy. Um, but that's the power of the conditional acceptance. Since then, they did end up not going through with the whole trial. <clears throat> they canceled it after the first day. But um, uh, they had a special um, hearing. It was supposed to be a Zoom hearing yesterday and I won't do those anymore because the last one that I supposedly attended, um, the court kept, kept cutting off my mic. And so my transcript was is useless um, that I paid for. So I go to the courthouse yesterday. I'm prevented from walking into the lobby without a mask. And uh, we go up to the, the counter to get the court administrator or the clerk, somebody to help me get a in-face, you know, person-to-person -person hearing, and they all run like cockroaches to the back of the office. Um, I'm tapping on the window. They won't even acknowledge me. They just run. Um, so the about nine cops show up after I tried to call in on the Zoom and there was nobody there. There were names up, but there was no video, no audio. It was all the characters, and in, in myself included, but they weren't talking. And this went on for 10, 15 minutes. All of a sudden, there's like nine cops coming upstairs into the lobby. They come after all of us. Um, we're just standing there talking. And the, the cops remove everybody. They arrested myself and um, an elderly woman um, accusing us of assaulting or harassing is the term, um, the security guy, and we didn't touch him. But, you know, I'm just saying all this because um, they arrested us, and instead of charging us with the municipal court, um, the police department handed our cases over to the district attorney because we haven't conditionally accepted the county. We hadn't needed to um, until now. Uh, but so my question to you, Chris, is um, a friend of mine told me earlier after we talked a little bit that 
I should send a um, demand cease and desist letter to the uh, the district attorney just to tell them it's a woman that she needs to not prosecute this case. And that would be kind of like the first step and then do as you say, which is a conditional acceptance on her. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that woman woman is nasty. That That woman's nasty. She prosecutes all kinds of innocent people. Yeah. Well, everyone's innocent. Yeah. Because, actually, she's not prosecuting anyone. She's prosecuting everyone's trust. Uh, They do this to children. They charge children, and then they hide the charges. And then they wait till they're 18 and bring them up on them. Uh, yeah, the lady I talked to last night, we talked a lot about that. Uh, yeah, uh, you can submit whatever you want to to them, Mindy, uh, but I would remind them in any document uh, that the Eugene owes you money and the court owes you money. The cop that was getting paid to harass you and push you around uh, is getting paid by the people that owe you money. Uh that's what the conditional acceptance will do. That's why they handed it over to the state and the county to handle. They couldn't do it in the municipality because the municipality owes their money. They're completely biased. Uh, uh, you know, like I said, we got cut off. Uh, my phone went totally dead while I was underneath the Jeep there talking to you. Uh and inside to plug it up, take it in and plug it up. So I'm sorry we got cut off. But that's what I would do. I would, Mindy, I would start working on the conditional acceptance tomorrow. Take a little time off and take a breather from your, your trauma uh, because they traumatized you. Yep. Uh, they kidnapped you. Uh, to take and hold someone using unlawful force is kidnapping. Uh, they, they, t- they took you to jail for for something that isn't even a misdemeanor. Um, disturbing the peace. Uh, it's like traffic violations, y'all. Uh, it, you can't, well, I shouldn't say you can't because they do it all the time. Uh, they're not supposed to be able to arrest you for a traffic violation. Uh, they're not supposed to do that. Even uh, uh, even if it's reckless driving or something, uh, as long as there's no victim, there's no crime. Uh, and that's what they did to you. He didn't even tell you uh, that you had to leave, did he? No. They there, didn't there you me, go. They didn't want me to leave. <laughs> no, they wanted to take you to jail. Uh, they right. tried to scare you. Now it's your turn to scare them. Scare them. Should I, uh, should I, should I also include the sergeant who I've been dealing with um, from the police department? Who uh, really? He's been. Um, he's the one who directed the cops to get me in the trial in the in the courtroom. Um, he's absolutely any anybody involved. Anybody okay. involved, if they even so much as, as wink at you, uh, get their name and their badge number. Uh, because you got to remember, with the conditional acceptance, 
they're going to contractually agree that they did. That's why, Mindy, you're going to use words like, I was kidnapped, and uh, I, then I was taken off to the jail, and uh, uh, I was pushed around, and I was handcuffed. I was enslaved, right? I was put in shackles. I was enslaved. Uh, uh, they took me in a room, and they uh, felt me all up and down. That's sexual assault. Uh, they made me strip down in front of them. Uh, you know, that's sexual assault and battery. Uh, you know, um, when we were in jail, they had, they were training some new guards and they had 10 of them go into the, go into the, uh, the day room and the day room was between the bunk room and the hallway with the cop desk at. And they could see all the way through because there's glass windows all the way through. And they had, they picked out 10 guys, 10 or 12 guys in the pod and made them come into the, to the day room where we eat and, uh, you know, where we watch the one TV. And they had these guys stand in a row and strip down just so they could show these new guards how you strip search somebody. Oh. Uh, that's sexual assault. Uh, if they take and hold you using unlawful force, they've kidnapped you. Uh, if they so much as touch you, they've assaulted you. Uh, if they've had you disrobe, that's sexual assault. Now, I don't care if they say, well, you know, it was a girl that did it. Uh, she's a, she's a female and we have female guards do it. Yeah, female guards are lesbians. Uh, yeah, uh, male guards are gay. Uh, well, there's nothing sexual about it. Uh, well, why did you fondle my genitals? You know, and they get away with this. Uh, and, and, and it's, you're not even charged. You're not even charged. You were charged with nothing. Your trust was. Uh, right. I'm glad you signed all the papers like you should. Uh, with the beneficiary? And, and I would get on it. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing, Mindy. Uh, did you do the city for $6 million? Um, The city itself? Yeah, when you were doing the first set of liens, uh, it was $3 million, right? $3 million, yeah. Okay, everybody this time gets six. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay, everybody gets six this time. Uh, you want to mess three. around? Yeah, the the Stefazio numbers. That's why I like them. Uh, and next time, it's going to be 12. Uh, what you're going to do is you're going to show these pricks. Uh, what They try to slick around and scare you out of doing what you're doing. And you know that you're right with what you're doing because they had to bring the sheriff after you. They had to bring the county and the state after you. They couldn't go after you yourself. Uh, I read an email just not even two hours ago where someone had did this, uh, someone had did this, and, and they went in and into the courtroom and said, look, y'all owe me a freaking shitload of money. Uh, I don't even know what the hell we're doing in here. Uh, I guess you want to make me an offer to settle, right? 
Then they dismissed everything, threw it all out. Get out of here. Because they know they can't. So you do the conditional acceptance, you double the money. Uh, The sheriff's going to get hit with the $6 million. Uh, The prosecutor, the clerk, uh, get everybody in the circuit court. Uh, If if you can, find out who the judge is. Call down there and say, "Uh, who's the judge? They're probably not going to tell you because they're going to know that's what you're getting ready to do. (laughs) But what you could do, here's what you could do, okay? You find out every judge that's sitting on that circuit court, every one of them, and then you include them in the conditional acceptance, along with the clerk and along with the prosecutor. And then all you have to do is say, if you are one, if you are a judge, you know, in the body of the uh, in the conditions, right? If you are one of the if you are one of the judges in the circuit court that doesn't hear this case, you will be excluded from the six million dollars. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. If you, if you okay. include everybody, if you serve everybody, every one of the judges, say you got four judges in the circuit court, serve them all. Okay, because you're getting the clerk. That means any judge that could fall underneath. And then what you do is, because you don't know which judge it is, serve them all. And then say, whichever judges exclude their self from this uh, farce, uh, you can disregard. That, that'll be one of the conditions. If you're a judge that doesn't accept this case, then you will be excluded from these, these lane securities. Oh, that's perfect. And then okay. that way you'll start having judges go, hell no. Once they read it, if, if they know that the, the, that the city's having that problem, they're going to go, hell no, I'm not taking that. Uh, no, no, I'm not taking that. Uh, you're already slammed, clerk, prosecutor. You're already hit. You ain't got somebody to step in here and take your place. Uh, no, I'm not listening to that one. You know, and she'll have to force it, the, well, whoever the clerk is. They'll have to enforce the, force the judge. If all four of them say, hell no, I'm not, touch, I'm not touching that shit. Uh then then she'll have to force one to. Uh, you, you guys better draw a straw. Uh, one of y'all is going to go hear this. Well, wow. there's going to be, that way you're catching them all. You know what I mean? Okay. That's the yeah. thing about a conditional acceptance. You can add people that aren't even involved, okay. but exclude awesome. them in, the, in your conditions. But I would okay. work on that, Mindy. I would work on that. Uh, yeah, and... Tell them, uh, tell them, tell everybody about the uh, bail situation. Oh, um, so I was sitting in jail, and my husband went to uh, the counter to see what the deal was for my release, <clears throat> and they told him that they had a twenty thousand dollar bond on me, and he had to come up with two thousand dollars for the bail, but he luckily did not. Uh, pay it and about an hour later they're waiting um out in the hallway and i'm released so i don't understand why they told him that and yet they just released me i guess on um my own recognizance 
Well, it would say that on the bond. Does it say that on the bond? It does not. It's a, it's a conditional release document. That's all it says on there. Um, <laughs> you, where, hey, you know what? You probably didn't even get a bond. Oh. You got. <laughs> you might want to look at think, that. You may not have even got a bond. Um, so on the back it says, it does mention money. It says, um, I will be subject to arrest and revocation of my release if I fail to appear as required. If the court finds that I have violated conditions of the release agreement or other active release agreements or have been charged with a new crime, my release will be revoked and a warrant issued for my arrest. Failure to appear is punishable as a separate crime with five years in prison and $125,000 fine for felony or one year in prison and $6,250 fine for a misdemeanor. If I fail to keep the court informed in writing of my correct mailing address, I will not get notices advising me of court dates that would need would not be an excuse for a failure to appear. If I have been released on security, the court will keep as a fee 15% for the security deposit. And if I violate this agreement, uh, the deposit will be forfeited and a judgment entered against me for the entire security amount, which is 10 times the security deposit amount. Yeah. That's it. That's crazy. So uh, we're going to release you on bond, but we're not going to call it a bond. Right. Oh, and by the way, you don't have to pay anything. Yeah, we're going to call it a, a release agreement, yeah. uh, which you signed, which you signed beneficiary, correct? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, they just they just agreed that it was a trust action. When awesome. they accepted that, they agreed it was a trust action. Now you can say, well, it's all a trust. Yeah, everything's a trust action. Okay. Uh, they will if they if they create bonds. They're they're admitting that they're creating them against the trust. They won't be able to back out of that. Oh, good. Uh, uh, you notice how they said me? You said me a lot. Yeah. Who's me? Yeah. Who's the real Who's the real party in interest here that's supposed to be obeying this uh, this this document here that was right. signed under duress? Yep. Uh, you know they 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 know it's just a it's a it's a bullshit piece of paper is what it is. Yeah. Uh, you hit them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, like the gangsters used to say, uh, you send one of ours to the hospital, we're going to send one of yours to the morgue. Oh, right. That's the way you have to. That's the way you have to play with these folks. Uh, <laughs> don't. Once you get them against the ropes, don't stop pounding. Uh, okay. Uh, we don't. We don't never defend. We are never defendant, ever. A right. defendant is a title. We are never. We are never to defend. Think about it this way, folks. Uh, if you go in there and you say I'm the defendant, right? Well, then all you can do is defend. Right. And. Actually, defend is defense, right? Defense. That means to take away the fence. Take away the security you have around you. Oh. 
uh, if you're defending, think about it this way. If me and you are in a fight and all I can do is, and you say, look, me and you are going to fight, but all you can do is defend yourself, okay? Or do you agree to that? And I say, yeah, I'll agree to that. Uh, guess who's going to get their ass whooped? <laughs> me. Because if all you do is, I mean, you know, I'm pretty good at blocking punches and, and, and stuff like that. But, you know, sooner or later, one of those are going to land. And, and I'm carrying an ass whooping. If, and, and I can't punch back. Uh, uh, you know, I've heard some of these uh, gurus say, well, you got to go in there and you got to be a friend of the court. And, you know, you can't be a, you can't be a belligerent claimant. No, that's exactly what you have to be. Uh, yeah, I'm here to fight. You bring me in here, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to whoop your ass in the black robe. Uh, and that's what you're going to do. You got them on the ropes. They had to go plumb out of the city. They are in a municipal courtroom with a municipal cop or guard or whatever. And like you said, they're scared. They don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> Why? Why? Because if they interact with you, they've already agreed that you can do it to them again. Mm. Uh, kudos, Mindy. You're Thank you for you're, you're my Thank, you're my champion, Mindy. So, so Mindy. Thank you for teaching me. Yeah, Mindy. Who else is there with you? Uh, my husband. Okay. And that's yeah. it. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, sounds I'm like glad. you got a crowd there that's uh, cheering you on. Oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad your I'm glad your husband's on your side. Thanks, yeah, Sandy. Maybe. You're a hell of a man. <laughs> You're an amazing dude. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate um, all of your education, knowledge, and help. You're awesome, Chris. You're more than welcome, man. You're more than welcome. All right, man. I hope I can get out there. I hope I can get out there soon and hang out with y'all. We'd love it. Please do. All right, it's Mindy, coming. Th- thanks for sharing your story. Thank you, Chad. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, we got somebody in Tallahassee. When your phone will mute, it's your turn. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Go ahead. All right. Hey, how are you doing today, Chris? All right. Are you in South Tallahassee? Um, no, I'm actually uh, just north of Panama City. My, I've got a, a Google phone number. Okay. I'm a big Aerosmith fan, so when he said Tallahassee, I thought of South Tallahassee. Yeah. All right, so, so what's on your mind tonight? Well, I've got a an issue uh, that I'm trying, uh, I really need some advice on. I'll, I'll give you a short breakdown. I've got a, a my youngest daughter, who just turned 18 in January, uh, lives in an independent uh, living facility. Uh, that assists with mental and behavioral issues. And uh, she's uh, been bankrupted, and uh, we've had real issues with this, uh, with our daughter. And we uh, had her removed from the home, and uh, her caseworker wants me to contact SSI and to become, uh, uh, well, my wife, and uh, to become a payee uh, since she's uh, mentally can't be trusted to do anything uh, proper. Uh, and yeah. She just turned 18. Uh, 
the lady said uh, uh, that she spoke with um, the Social Security lady who handles the master trust account and says that we need to contact the uh, SSI people and apply to be the payee. Um, and went set up to yeah. so close the master account and uh, send any money in the account back to SSI and then uh, we'll they'll send it to the payee. Uh, what do you recommend we do uh, with this? Well, I would constantly remind them uh, of their fiduciary responsibility, uh, especially when you're dealing with the Social Security. Uh, it works real well with the with the uh, uh, the VA. I've done it multiple times. Uh, anytime you, I get a hassle with anything at the VA hospital, I remind them that they're in a fiduciary responsibility to the trust, and they have to do what's beneficial. Uh, and what you're going to be doing is you're going to be reminding them that they are fiduciaries in your daughter's trust and that she is incapable of, of, of acting in, uh, in a proper uh, beneficiary position. Uh, so you are there uh, as her father uh, to, to, to make sure that they are acting in their fiduciary responsibility. And if they do anything that isn't beneficial, they're malfeasant in office. Uh, I can't stress that enough, folks. Uh, these people will flip on you when, you when you break that out. They're so used to pushing you around. Social Security, they're so used to pushing people around. Uh, I got out of jail, and within 30 hours, I was in front of the Social Security people. Uh, uh, and I asked them, I said, well, I got signed back up on my Social Security, and, uh, you know, uh, I, well, what, what kind of back pay check am I going to get? Oh, well, you don't get no back pay check for being in prison. Oh, you ain't getting no back pay check. I said, bet, watch me. And I, I busted them out. I put her in a position where she finally got a chance in all her years of working uh, to learn what she's supposed to really do in her job. You're a fiduciary. You're a trustee in my trust. Uh, if you don't do what's beneficial, uh, I am going to charge you with malfeasance of office, which is a felony. Uh, 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 let me get my manager. The manager comes over, and I tell him the same thing. Oh, no, we don't do that. Uh-uh, you know. Uh, this was on a Wednesday. I got released on a Tuesday. And on a Wednesday morning, I was down there at Social Security office telling the manager, hey, uh, you're 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 trustee in a fiduciary obligation, buddy. Uh, now tell me, uh, tell me that I'm not going to get my back pay uh, when all these crimes were committed against me in the first place. Uh, no, no, buddy. And he was going, no, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. I said, bet. Watch me. Watch me. Uh, by Friday afternoon, I had a check for over sixteen thousand dollars in my trust in my in my uh, beneficiary account. Uh, yeah, when you bust them out like that, they learn real quick. Uh, well, you know, and I'm sure they probably, some of them don't even know what uh, uh, fiduciary means. Uh, but I guarantee you what, they're, hey, Google, so what's a fiduciary? And when they see this, 
they can't deny it. That's where this is at, folks. If you want the power, then you have to understand. That's why I tell everybody, hey, man, you got to learn trust law. Uh, forget about all this, the CFRs and the, and the codes and the rules and regular. Forget about all that crap. Uh, learn what your responsibility is and your position is as the beneficiary and learn what they're supposed to do and then put them in the spot. Uh, these dealerships that people are taking their 1099As to, uh, they go in there and, oh, hey, man, I got this uh, tax document here and, uh, you know, I want to get a car and, and blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, we don't take that. Well, you took my application. You took my application. You agreed to be a, to, to be a fiduciary, a, a trustee and a fiduciary obligation. Now, what do you mean? You don't want to work now? You don't want to do your job? They don't understand that. These slick daddy grease back salesmen, they don't, they don't understand that. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a little more effective in, in the real estate market uh, because they do understand that. Real estate agents do understand what it means to be a fiduciary. A lot of them will tell you that. Oh, yeah, I know I'm a fiduciary. Uh, the minute I take your application... A lot of them know that because a lot of them, a lot of those uh, real estate agencies take 1099As. Uh, They may take them. Oh, yeah. They take them for other, uh, if you have a trust, say uh, you got a rich Uncle Joe and you have a trust, uh, they're going to file a 1099A on the money they take from your rich Uncle Joe's trust. They know this. So when you read the when you read the instructions to the 1099A and the 1099C, it says who must file. Uh, so it, it'll say uh, mostly financial institutions. All right. Well, when you're doing a, a mortgage, you're dealing with the financial straight with the financial institution, where dealerships aren't. Uh, dealerships put that off on someone else. Uh, well, um, let me see. Let me see out here who will give you. You know, they may run your 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 uh, your application by a half a dozen different finance companies before they find one that'll get that'll that'll finance you. Uh, real estate uh, state agencies don't do that. Uh, they don't bounce them off a bunch. They run your credit. And then they go, okay, we got three institutions here. Uh, let's see how. Let's see which one will get us the best interest rate. Uh, they don't do it like so. The dealerships, the the the, the slick Johnny uh, car salesman, uh, he doesn't know about the finance world like a real estate agent would. Uh, that's why they work so much better. But they all must file. They must file. Look at what that word means. So, um, uh, in, in dude's case, Tad, uh, uh, let them do what they try to do, and when it doesn't jive, bust them straight out. Hey, man, no, you you can't do that. Uh, you're you're neglecting your fiduciary obligation. Uh, what they're I guess I, I need to, to get... do is close down the account, close down the master account for her. 
and become the payee. Um, I know in some of your videos you said, you know, at 18 you're supposed to close it out and collect the money, and then at 65, that's what they're wanting us to do with her account, um, the master account for, for, yep. for my daughter. Okay, tell them you want an on-ledger and off-ledger account of the trust. Say, okay, is that what you really want to do? Absolutely. The thing that I'm telling you all, I'm glad that uh, you're in the situation you are because a lot of 18-year-olds aren't savvy uh, to do this. They're just, they're, their brains aren't really set up to do it. Some of them are. Some of them are pretty intelligent. But here's, here, you have a perfect opportunity to do this. Say, okay. If you're going to do that, if you're going to shut down the account or close the account uh, because she's 18 and, and pay it out, I want an on-ledger and an off-ledger account of the trust. And I want to know every time, I want to know every time, if they're putting you in the position as beneficiary because she's incapable of being the beneficiary, then tell them it's in her best interest that, she gets an on-ledger and off-ledger account of the trust so that I can find out uh, who's used her trust. I want to know every time her Social Security number was accessed uh, because what they're saying is we're going to prematurely uh, mature the trust, prematurely. And now you can go in there because you can do that and you're acting uh, as power of attorney, more or less, you can say, I want an on-ledger and an off-ledger account of the trust. And I want to know every time it was accessed, it's going to take a little while for them to do this, uh, and I want to check for the balance because what you're about to find out is the government's been putting lots of money in her trust. Uh, that's what's paid for everything. And that's you know, what we'll, she's, she's when special. we find out that information, we'll definitely, you know, I'll definitely let you know uh, what was said and done. But the, I didn't know the term payee, is, is that different than beneficiary or garden, gar, guardian or just because they're wanting that, that's, that's payee. Pay. The, payee is, the payee is just the one that's supposed to get paid. There's a payor right, and a right. payee. Uh, but there is a beneficiary because all... Social Security accounts or beneficiary beneficiary accounts are all set to K trust. Tell them that. So yeah, I got a bit of problem, but what I need is an on ledger and an off ledger account of the trust. Because think about it this way, dude. Uh, all these years she hasn't worked. She probably hasn't worked a job, right? Yeah, she's never worked. She's never done anything but school and getting trouble okay. with doctors. Yeah, she's got special needs. And and she's been to doctors and and she's probably been to mental health professionals and they've all accessed her trust to pay for everything. Where's that money come from? Well, it comes from her. Where'd that money come from? If she she never had a job to put money into it, well, then her on ledger should be zero. Right. How can they close a trust that's got zero dollars in it and then call you a payee? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm kind of wondering. And, you know, if, you, if they're putting millions of dollars well, in this, he's like, 
compounding interest. There well, should be quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, wonder, wonder no more, dude. <laughs> okay, sir. Does that answer your question? Uh, yeah. Uh, how would I enforce the, uh, them to do the on ledger, off ledger? It's it's matured. If you're saying if you're if if the Social Security Administration is going to say, you know, we're going to mature this trust, and we're going to uh, pay it out, and we're going to close it, okay. But I want to know because you're in a she won't, she's not in a beneficiary position anymore. Uh, when they do that, uh, there is if they're going to close the trust, there's not going to be a beneficiary anymore. Uh, and if that's the case, then the beneficiary has the right in a trust, y'all, in a trust. The beneficiary cannot make any decisions for the trust, nor can they know what's in the trust uh, in, until it matures. Uh, this is all trust law, bro. If you take the time between now, time that they get ready to meet with you, and blow your mind away with some trust law, you will be able to go in on these people, and you'll have them shaking by the time the conversation's over. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, think about that, man. Your daughter has paid $0 into a trust that they're saying we want to pay you from. How do you do that? That's your proof that there is, that there is an off-ledger account, and that's how I would argue it. Well, wait a minute. If my daughter's never paid into it, then there is no on-ledger. That means there can only be an off-ledger. There's an opposite to everything, okay? Everything has an opposite, and the trust does too. It's got an on and it's got an off. If it's matured, now you need to pay me. Uh, and because it's matured, now the beneficiary has the right to know what happened every single time that the trust was accessed. That's how the beneficiary gets to account for how the trust was taken care of. And if one person uh, steals from the trust, uh, it's prison time. It's fraud. Uh, I would about bet you that they will reverse it uh, or they're going to pay you. Oh, well, we're just going to pay you. Uh, you know, think about that, man. How are they going to pay you? It'd be like... Hey, hey, dude, I got $0 in my bank account. I've never had any money, put any money in it. But here, let me give you a check for $5,000. All right, so we do have a lot of people in the queue right yeah. now that are waiting. All right. Okay, well, thank you. Does that answer your question? Yeah, learn, learn trust law, bro. Everybody. All right, thank you. Okay. Dr. Thomas, you're next. Your phone just unmuted. Okay. <laughs> All right, there we go. Hi, Chris. How are you? How's everyone else? Hey, good evening. Good evening, sir. So, so uh, there are a number of things. I'm just going to try and narrow it down and see if you can narrow it down a bit. Uh, my situation is deal mainly with housing. Uh, I, I really am, I have a realtor in Texas. I'm in New Jersey across from Philadelphia. 
And um, my 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 father will be 91 on March 8th. My mother's 86. And he's in a nursing home. I hate the fact that he's there. They don't do a great job. Um, my mother's in a senior building. Um, and I, I'm trying to really get us you know, under one roof where, you know, I could have assisted living there. I love to garden when I have a small farm, blah, 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 blah. I have lots and lots of projects. I'm connected with a lot of people, a lot of projects, but, you know, these monies just haven't been been, been released. They, the, the platforms, just, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And uh, here you come on the scene and... I feel like this is, you know, the answer. I've, I was involved in this stuff a long time ago. But what I really want to do is, is, is you know, with your assistance, I'm not sure whose assistance um, other than you, work with the realtor. She is um, amenable. Uh, she wants to help me help some others. I have people who want uh, to do homeless veteran facilities, um, there's a gentleman in Florida. It, it all it all has to do with 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 real estate, um, Chris. Um, I want to get my parents under under you know one roof. It's it's hard. I'm an only child, and it's it's really hard on me um, to go in one direction and another direction. And I'm talking about physical driving. My mother, 30 minutes away to my right. My father, 12 minutes or so, the nursing home. And, they're, and they're, when they both need you, uh, my father has dementia. Um, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's, it's mild, but it's, it's, it's enough. Um, you know, then I have his dog. <laughs> I love the dog. But it's, it's trying to study and trying to make money and trying uh, and then, and then, and then. And it's just, it's really draining. It's. Re- sir, it's really draining me. I'm, I'll be 58 um, uh, uh, in April, and I love my parents. They're still vibrant. I, I want to help the homeless vets. I, I don't like that people don't have a home. I, I, I've asked the realtor um, if she would help me find a, uh, abandoned, um, you know, buildings, and um, I. I so we can house people. But I, I literally have a gentleman in Florida who he wants to build 500, 200 bed facilities for homeless vets all across the country. And yeah. I just need to know how to you know, move forward. I, I know that my father and everyone else that is getting a social security check, his is SSI, my mother's is regular SS. They're supposed to have what I understand is 20 times the amount, if not more. This little, excuse me, everyone, this little pissant amount of money that you know people are getting yeah. every month, you know, from $700 to maybe you know 2,500, you know, depending on what you know what they what job they did, you know, you know, you know, um, yeah. if they were executives, you know, what I'm saying, you know, maybe $2,500 or so maybe 3000 but that that's you know, and that's even that's nothing compared to what they used to make. Yeah. And you know, I I the car thing, 
I, I love the fact, you know, we're going to participate in that. I, you know, I have a Lexus LX470. It's a 2000, but it just got tuned up, and it's, it's a great car. You know, <laughs> I don't need a car. Yeah, they are. I don't – you know what I mean? Yeah. I, it, it, I mean, it's, it, it runs. I mean, it's, I think this thing's going to last, like, you know, for another 20 years or so. I don't need a car. What I'd like is an RV. You know, yeah, that that would be fine. I don't need yeah, a yeah. boat. I don't need a. I don't. You know what I'm saying, sir? So my thing is housing, because even yeah, with absolutely. an RV, I could at least I could at least live there. But I, I I need. I would like for you to help me to help other people. I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm an only child, and I'm tired. I don't mean that. It's stressful. Isn't I'm it? so sorry. I right. listen to your videos. Take a deep, take you know, a deep breath, buddy. Take you, a deep breath. I listen take to really the videos. <laughs> I, I, I want my parents under my roof. I, I want to do my aquaponics and hydroponics and my fish farm yeah. on my own property. Hey. Um, t- I, there's no hey, way there go, that buddy. they should have ever told us. They should have never, ever said to the people around the world that they, they were going to hold back food, you fuckers. How are you going to hold back food yeah, yeah. from people? How yeah. are you going to do yeah. that and, and then look at yourself in the mirror? Maybe they don't have an image that reflects yeah. back. So I, I'm just asking for your help I, I'm just and yeah. whatever I know I learn so I can pass it on to the next person. But we have to understand we can't bombard like – when you get a realtor, everybody can't just go rushing to that realtor and rushing to that car dealership. I'm so glad you did it the way you're doing it yeah. now with, you know, the brokerage firm. Yeah. But I ask you yeah. for your assistance because I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm literally tired. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I am too. Uh, uh, having I am too to go too. running from one end of New Jersey to the other end. I brought my father down from North Jersey, closer to New York, which is where I was born. My mother lived down in South Jersey. She was born and raised in South Jersey, and she went up to North Jersey, you know, after, you know, in her 20s, and then she married my father. They got divorced, and she brought me back down to her hometown. He stayed in North Jersey. But when, you know, I couldn't keep running back and forth, you know, four-hour, you know, round trip, so I brought him I to the uh, nursing home down here. And it, these, yeah. you can't go into nursing. I didn't see my father for over a year because they had him. You know, this is like, and it's not just, it's yeah, not just yeah, me. Other people, you know, other people on this call, you know, their parents or uncles oh, or aunts, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't see them. And and that's just, that's just such a crime. So I, I don't know, sir. I don't know how, yeah. I don't know. Uh, there are a lot of people that want to tug, you know, that need your help. And I don't, I don't know. I just get in line, you know, but I, I'm, I'm tired. I'm an only child. I'm just tired. I'm tired. I hear you. Well, perhaps with this new program that you got coming on, that could help her out quite a bit. Well, yeah, and, and here's here's a little here's a little glimpse of hope, folks. Uh, uh, the guys that I, I've been talking to about this, uh, they were they were speaking to a company uh, that builds prefab units, and they build them, they or they fabricate them, and Get this, they're from China. Uh, these units are from China. They're prefab. And they bring them here. They're supposed to be uh, uh, 
handle hurricane force winds and they can put them up in like there's they put up a huge complex of these things in like 300 hours uh and so this is the thing these are the kind of things that we need we need people out there with ingenuity uh that want to build these things uh tad's got a fantastic idea uh about about building his uh you know, self-sustainable community. A lot of people are. A lot of folks have moved off grid. Uh, and think about that. Uh, why? Why is everybody moving off grid? Uh, because they're sick and tired of the bullshit. Uh, but instead of fighting it, they're running off to the chicken farm somewhere. Uh, you know, well, I'll just, I'll just tend to myself. Uh, you know, if they thought, if people thought like that, in the Revolutionary War, uh, we would still be uh, God saving the queen and all that shit. Uh, that's where that's at. I, I, I totally feel for you all, man. I really do. Uh, Can I tell you I, something, I Chris? Tell you. Yeah, go ahead. The, the, the realtor that I'm working with, we're working with one of my uh, friends, colleagues, um, um he he invented foam and steel 30 yeah. years ago we were she's literally today we had a call around 10 o'clock he needs a building this is what i'm saying that i'm i i want to bring projects to the table that are benefit everyone not just you know oh i need you know a house for mom and dad yes i do but we need to build these factories. He, he, he can build the prototype factory. It's just, it, it's, it's just the money getting started. So I knew about the process because you brought it back to the table. I was, I was involved in all of this, you know, you know, 10, 12, 15 years or so ago, we got, you know, we got some things through and then, you know, you know, then you got the frivolous filing, you know, and then we had to reverse those and everyone's like, Oh, it's not going to work. And then when students, you, you know, you said what you said, I said, Oh, that's what's missing. But we can build the factories that build 225,000 homes per year. So when I when yeah. I'm asking for assistance, I bring I bring things like that to the table, like the the gentleman who who yeah, invented yeah. it, and because he didn't know enough about business, he had other people take advantage of him, and they went on to use the technology for making homes, you know, they do all right, but his is to actually build the factory. So we need the building. That's what the realtor is out there looking for. She started today yeah. in Texas looking for the place, looking for land for him with, with the building on it. I just need to be able to access yeah. those, you know, the, his funds and my funds so we can get that started right here on this land we have yeah. contracts with the UN. We can get the contracts with the UN to for the countries that want his technology. So I bring that to the table as well. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I need the, that realtor. To. That's yeah. what I need that realtor to to know that she's in the fiduciary, you know, position. And yeah, how do I help her get these, you know, documents? through 
So I, I, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to ask you, I, I, see, I, I may not be on the call again, or I may not have the, the, the opportunity, you know, soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got how you. Do, how, do, how, here, do, how do I, how do I get you, how do I get you, sir, one-on-one? Uh, you contact me. Yeah, yeah, you can uh, uh, get on, get on Tad's uh, site there. And uh, we'll get together. Look, y'all. Here's the big thing. How do I contact you, uh, sir? The other one. Hey, here. Hey, here. You have the right dot com. Yeah, you have the right dot com. Uh, listen, okay. folks. You, here's my okay. email. My email is Christopher Hauser, just like on the videos. Uh, one word. Two four eight at gmail dot com. Uh, it takes a little while. It may, it may be a couple of days because I get 300 ma- emails a day uh, sometimes uh, before I can get around to you. Uh, but look, y'all, the biggest problem it seems like that people are having uh, with the 1099A is the dealerships will go, hey, uh, we have to know how much is in the trust. Uh, the The real estate people will go, well, uh, you have to prove how much is in the trust. Well, mm-hmm. you, you, if that's not your responsibility. It is not your responsibility to uh, show them how much is in the trust. Uh, matter of fact, if, you, if they knew trust law, they wouldn't even be asking you that question. They would know that you don't know. But what they can do is go to the Social Security Administration, or even better yet, they can go to the Treasury. And they can say, look, I am a trustee in uh, this, this uh, beneficiary trust. Uh, here's the number. Here's their birth date. Uh, uh, you know, here's their mother's maiden name. And I need to know, is there, say you're buying a house, is there at least hundred or $260,000 in the trust to cover this, this property? And they'll tell you. They won't tell me. I can't go to the treasury and go, uh, here's my uh, my trust number. Uh, can you tell me, can you give me an on-ledger and off-ledger? They're going to say, no, dude, don't you understand trust law? Uh, you can't do that, but the, but the trustees can. Uh, it's like when you go to have your credit report. Uh, they do this for you. The benef- the trustees do this for you. Uh, they can tell you what's up in there. Uh, you know what's up in your credit. Uh, they why because they have access to it. Uh, because they're trustees in in the in the fiduciary obligation, whether they realize it or not, they are. Uh, you can't do that. You can't go to. But you but you. If you tell these real estate people, look, I can't tell you how much is in there. Matter of fact, you're going to call and find out that you don't know the balance. But what you can find out is, is there enough money to cover the price of this car, to cover the price of this house, to cover the price of this RV, to cover the price of this hospital bill? They do it. Hospitals do it all the time. Uh if a hospital is, if a hospital or a court 
uh, like it says in the directions of the 1099A, 1099C. It says they must file. How is it that a court can file a 1099A without having to know how much is in the trust? It's the same thing for the banks. It's the same thing for the uh, the car dealerships. It's the same thing for the real estate people. Why do why why does the government and and trustees acting in their fiduciary responsibility can file a 1099A without knowing how much is in the trust, and you can't, or the dealership can't, or the accountant at the dealership can't. That's how I would respond. If they if the dealership guy told me, uh, yeah, we can do this, but uh, you know, we just have to need, we just have to know uh, how much is in your trust. Well, if they knew trust law, they wouldn't be asking the beneficiary that. If it was a regular trust, rich Uncle Joe, the beneficiary's not going to know how much is in the trust. They got to get a trustee to tell them. Yeah, there's enough money. We can cover that purchase because the dealerships are used to doing it that way. They're used to doing Rich Uncle Joe's trust fund, not the Social Security account. Uh, that's the that's why real estate agencies are having an easier time uh, understanding what it is when you say this. Uh, they're used to doing that. They're used to doing the trust fund buy a house thing. Okay, so, so ma'am, does that answer your question? Um, yeah, but one one other question with respect okay. to like the dealerships and and the, the a follow up and and the, and the realtors when they're asking, uh, Chris, when they ask for uh, an earnest uh, deposit down payment, then what do you say? I'm the beneficiary. You'll have to get that from the trust. Look, if if they're asking you for money when they can access it themselves, uh, that's not acting in a fiduciary responsibility. It's not. What do you mean that they can uh, access it themselves? They're supposed to they be able that. to. Any, anybody who you uh-huh. give the Social Security account number to can access your trust. They all do it. They all access your trust. You go to the hospital. They're going to create three bonds against the bill. They're going to hit your trust for the bill, and then they're going to create three bonds against the against the, the charge. And then you're going to your insurance company is going to pay them back. Right? It's it's <sighs> quadruple dipping. <sighs> all right. They so- can do it. Yeah. So listen, um, we do have a lot of other people waiting in yeah. line. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. thank you very much it for calling. It was nice in. talking to us. Yeah, thank you. Okay, uh, Daniel Sherbs, you're next. Hi, Chris. This is Elasa on Daniel's phone. I have a question. Two questions. Uh, there's a guy on the group who is willing in Florida to to do like a pilot program. He has a finance company that he's switching gears after finding your process, or the, not your process, but the 1099 process. 
and yeah. helping people buy houses. So he, my situation is that we're behind on our mortgage for a few months, and I was going to do the 1099A, send it to the mortgage company. And my thought today was, well, maybe I'll have my partner buy the house from me and using the 1099A with this guy Chuck on the, on the group and then, you know, receive the funds and pay off the house and put it in his name, my partner's name. Um, okay. Are you, and your, are you and your partner married? No. Do you and your partner have a, 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 a marriage a license from the state? No, no. Pardon me? We have a, we have okay. a child then together. Yeah, then it's possible. Uh, a lot of people have that question. Can I sell this car to my wife? Uh, for a hundred thousand dollars, you know, and the car's probably only worth about thirty. Uh, you know, you can't. Uh, the two shall become one. Uh, that's what the scripture says, and that's also what the state says. Uh, when you get married, it's your trusts that are getting married. The two trusts shall become one. That's why you can't do this with a married uh, a married couple can't do this. But you, okay, ma'am, and you're. Yeah. And your partner there, uh, you're not married. Uh, you can but go we are on, well, on the loan at least together. not. Okay, so you're we, on the loan are, together. We're on the loan together. So yeah, I was I was just feeling like if this, you know, trustee finance guy, he's asking as trustee fiduciary, and I'm or he, my partner's buying the house. From me, and we get rid of the loan. Yeah, I, I would try it. I would try it. I, I really would. Look, y'all. Uh, I hear, I hear new stuff all the time, and uh, this is it. This is something new. Uh, try it. Right. Cause you know what's the worst? You know what? Here's the worst thing that's going to happen. If you try something with these forms, and you fail. They're going to send them all back to you, and they're going to say, uh, don't do this again. Uh, right. As far as I know, nobody's ever filed with the, with the, the Treasury and for the first time and not been given that grace. Uh, they will tell you, look, don't do this again. Uh, they'll say, this is a frivolous filing or, or whatever the case may be, and, and then they'll tell you, don't do it again. Uh, that's where, that's how you get your toes in the water with this thing. Yeah, if there's something right. new, try mm-hmm. it. Try it, man. Because it's how do they uh, know? Yeah. I mean, if I was buying a house from some, somewhere else, I mean, yeah, it's in the description of the house, but and it's, there's not a lot of things connecting. So but I don't I'm think glad it would you, matter. Yeah. The other question yeah. is I don't when think we get would. it get it paid for, getting me a loyal title. Um, any suggestions on that? So that yeah, you can, can put do it in that. You can do the allodial you can do the allodial titles if you want. Uh if you say you're gonna say you're gonna uh your 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 uh partner there is going to give you a ten ninety nine A and uh and then you're going to file. And then you're going to get the check. You're going to roll up into the bank and you're going to pay off the mortgage or whatever's left owed left on it. 
and so what you're going to do is who, who's the deed in? Is it in both your names? Yeah, it's in both our names. Okay, you're going to need to get that out of there. Uh, uh, how old's your child? Eleven. Okay. Uh, is there anybody that you know that you really trust? Yeah. Okay. What you're going to do is get with these people, whoever it is that you really trust, folks, and listen, do not do this with somebody that you have even an inkling of doubt uh, because they will own your house. What you do is you sell it to them for either 21 silver dollars. Uh, what I did on the first video is I sold, uh, he sold me his property for tw uh, two $20 gold pieces. Now, he never gave me those. Okay, it's just that's what it says on the contract. Then write up, get a contract. You can download them, uh, a template for uh, a bill of sale, a property bill of sale. A lot of times they have different ones for each state. Uh, so if you're living in Tennessee, you go in and you find a, a template for a bill of sale for property uh, in the state of Tennessee or whatever. And then you just modify that. And in the purchase price, you put 21 silver dollars or, you know, 21 gold dollars, however you want to do it. Uh, and you write it. You write it down, 20, D-W-E-N, you know, uh, 1, or uh, uh, O-N-E, and then uh, silver dollars. That's your purchase price. And... By doing that, when, say you sell it to someone that way, and, 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 and the tax bill comes, the property tax, uh, were you going to take it down, you know, like Everett did? He wanted to pay it for last year. He didn't have to. He could have just went down there and said, look, I sold this property to this dude right here. Here's the contract. Uh, you want to make a copy of it? Go right ahead. Uh, but by selling it to me, he, he took it out of registration, or it was taken out of registration, because it belongs to me now, and I don't go register it. Now, because I don't go register it, and I have a contract with him that says he no longer owns it, he can't be held responsible for the taxes. You can't tax me for a piece of land I don't own. Right? right. Uh, so, well, well, who owns it? Well, Christopher Hauser owns it. Oh, okay. Well, let's go after him. Uh, you ain't getting shit from me, guy, because I ain't registered it. Right? And you, they can't right. make you register the property. Uh, so as, as that, they will get that in the down there in the records. They'll say, hey, this dude here just bought this land. He's got a contract with gold and silver coins. It's constitutional, and uh, he's not coming down here to register a deed. What do we do? Here's what they do. They black out your property. Mm. If you go down here to my county here in Tennessee, and you go into the courthouse, and you like you say, I want to see this, uh, this property number uh, on the map, on the, on the county map. I want to see this property number. 
and you read them the number to the piece of land that I own, four and a half acres, uh, up on uh, Bull Mountain Road, and you go in there, the map is set out with black boundary lines for the property, and then there's a black square, black rectangle, with the number of the, the property, the, the, the parcel number in it. Uh, well, when you go down there now, and instead of being black, uh, line, lined in with black, the whole piece of property is black. And there's a little white box in the middle with the, with the property number in it. That's because it was taken out of, it was taken out of the county. The county no longer uh-huh. owns it. Uh, so once you go down there and you tell them that, they turn, they'll turn around and they'll take your property off the county map. It'll still be on there, but they'll black it out. Then the next year, you have them sell that right back to you with their contract. Now you have a contract owning the land, and you uh-huh. don't register it. Okay, that's what I would, if this goes down for you, uh, that's how I would do the land or anybody else. Uh, You know, I buy cars that way too. 21 silver dollars. And then you don't register. So does that answer your question, ma'am? Yeah, it it does answer the question. I just have one more thing to say. Um, Uh, Very quickly, because we do have a lot of people waiting. Just, and if, with a trust, you know, I was talking to the realtor, you don't need a down payment because it's a trust. You don't carry that. You have to point it to the trustee. And you don't yeah. need proof of funds because it's a trust. I just want to remind everybody that. And I've talked to some realtors yeah, yeah. and they get it because they know trust law. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other thing was we had caught something, just you guys remember when you're Reminding, if you have to remind someone of sending the 1040V and the 1096, they will go to different addresses than the, than the Treasury uh, for some states, just to remind everybody. Um, and, and that was it. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thanks Thank a you. lot. Thanks for calling. Okay. Lucy, you're next. Your phone just Hi. Um, thank you. This is a returning fan. I, I'm going to make this really short and quick. Mindy was talking about, I guess, filing a cease and desist or serving it on the parties that are causing her so much um, turmoil. I downloaded mm-hmm. it on the um, Telegram app. It's called the COL. And in there, um, it's deprivation of rights acting under the color of law. So I downloaded a template for everybody. Okay, thank you. So if, if if Mindy is still on, she can pull that up. If not, I can re-download it tonight and she can look for it. All right, pre- appreciate it, Lucy. Thank you. No problem. Amanda, you're next when your phone on mutes. <laughs> hey, um... Uh, I appreciate y'all putting this call on. Um, I just have one question. It's pretty simple and quick. Um, we have got a realtor that has sent the 1099 um, OID, uh, the 1099A and the 1099OID, 
and all the forms. Anyway, whenever we sent the 1099, when the CPA did the 1099 uh, OID, <clears throat> she put in the amount in the box in box eight um, only. And um, yeah. we're trying to figure out what we need to do. Um, should we wait on the Treasury to contact us back, to, to contact the point of contact? Or should I would. we? Um, okay, just I wait would. on them to contact. Yeah, I would. Mm -hmm. Or because, see, this is, let them do it. Let, and they'll tell you whether it's wrong or not. Uh, I always put it in, in, uh, in, in box one and box eight. Uh, okay. on that. Uh, if there's anything wrong, they'll fix it or they'll flag it. And if it's wrong, they'll send it back and they'll say, well, wait a minute, you got to have it here too. Uh, that's how we were doing the, uh, that's how we were doing it in prison when I, when I was doing the habeas corpus. I would write a habe uh, and I'd send it in for someone or they would send it in and then it would come back. Oh, well, you can't do that here. You have to do it over here. Or uh, this has to be in there. Uh, and and mm -hmm. by trial and error, uh, we perfected the Hague. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, it was crazy the way that that finally <laughs> ended up working out. Uh, okay. Yeah, they had to address it in a lot of cases. Will it delay but, the process yeah, that, very much? Or? It, it shouldn't. Uh, anytime they do something, it's about two or three weeks. Uh, you know, I, I tell everybody, you know, it's 45 days, not necessarily, uh, okay. you know, they could, they could have it done in, in two weeks or three weeks or four. Right. Uh, it's just that 45 is generally a, a good, a good, uh, give it as long as it goes kind of thing. They okay. usually have everything done, anything done in 45 days. Okay. But I send it in I like that, you know. We did. If they we send did it back, they'll send it back to amend it. You know what I mean? Okay. If they, send, yes, if they send it back, they'll send it back to have it amended. Okay. okay. Which is good because well, it's a go-ahead. It's telling. It's going to tell this real estate agent, well, hell, all we got to do really is do in box one and mm -hmm. in box eight. You right. know what I mean? Right. Oh, we got this. We got this now. Oh, we're going to sell a bunch right. of houses. Right, exactly. That's so. exactly what she knows. She knows that that there's others that's behind me that's coming for houses. So that's why she's so excited yeah, to yeah. do it. We we looked up, but that's my that was my question, and I appreciate you answering it for me. All right, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for calling. Okay, caller in Philadelphia. When your phone on mute, it's your turn. Oh, lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, go right ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, okay, uh, Chris, I'm I'm one of the women that has typed you a book <laughs> uh, in an email. So I'm going to be really quick because I do see how um, how everyone would like to speak. So my property is going up for sheriff uh, sheriff sale next Thursday, and um, our bank account has been tampered with. My husband was taken. Um, through the IRS uh, last July. And that night, even someone got into the account and started making purchases and sending us gifts. And um, I have traffic tickets, and I have a lot of loans that are in default now through, um, you know, my husband was handling everything. Um, and even our car insurance was dropped because 
um, of everything that's going on with him uh, through the IRS. My question here yeah. is, what do I do? I mean, is it possible for me to sell the property? Because I thought that was a great idea. And um, it was brought up to me earlier today about that. So is it still possible for me to uh, sell the property for the 21 pieces of silver to someone, uh, even though the sheriff's sale is right now? Yeah. It, it, so the house is... Has it been, is, is it foreclosed? Has it foreclosed? Yes. I mean, that's why it, there's a sheriff's cell on the 24th. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure, well, someone else has recently had, the sheriff was supposed to come out, and, 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 the, and the thing wasn't even dated, so the, the order wasn't even dated, so that's why I was asking. Uh, uh, in, 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 you're in a situation right now where, uh, I mean, you could try to sell it. You could, uh, but uh, you're in a you're you're in a situation right now. You're so far gone into it. You know what I mean? You're so uh-huh. deep into it. They're about to they're about to steal your property. Uh, the 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 last ditch effort that that I try to uh, uh, bring people up on is a UCC one. Uh, put a put a lien on it. Put a $1 million lien on your $200,000 home. Uh, then they can't sell it until they pay you. Okay. I've never okay. done a They may run. So I will. They may I run you out. Okay. They, they may run you out, but they can't sell it until they pay you. Uh, look, folks, the UCC1 is easy to do. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. You go to your Secretary of the State's website, and you put in UCC, and then you're going to have all the different UCCs come up. A UCC-1 is a Notice of Claim of Lien, okay? Uh, fill out that, fill out the, the squares or the, uh, the, uh, all the information that's in it. Uh, put your name in, in, in uh, with the hyphens and the colons and everything, and beneficiary, uh, where it says last name, put comma beneficiary, okay? And then put a million-dollar lien on your home. Uh, they can't sell that. If, 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 you, if, if the house owes you more money than, than the bank uh, claims that you owe them for, before they get paid, you get paid. That's the way liens work. Uh, and, and, and I would that's the last ditch effort. There's been so many people call, uh, hey, man, uh, I'm about to get foreclosed on. Uh, what do I do? Uh, there's not a lot you can do, uh, but the UCC1 is. Uh, you'll have, a, you'll have a, a claim of lien against that house. This house owes me. I lived in this house. I took care of this house. My time is very valuable. Uh, I've tallied it up, and house owes me a million dollars. You got, yeah, you're gonna pay me first. Uh, okay. Some folks have done this and had, and 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 the thing about the UCC one is, once you file it, uh, it's in five years it'll be removed. So if you do this, uh, and and you get to stay in your house, and the bank just says, oh well, we're screwed. Uh, 
you remember to do this every five years. Uh, or the there when you, if you forget after five years, then they're going to slip in there and they're going to snatch your house up. Uh, okay. This and whole, I'm going to study trust law. Thing, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Thank that's you. Very one valuable. more question. Ted. Okay. Yes. How do I uh, join? Because, again, our bank account, every time I try to bring it into balance, there are miscellaneous uh, fees and things that, like that comes up in purchases. So that's a wash. I am unable to use our account um, in order to sign up. Okay. What are your other options? So, so uh, are you signing up for the mailing list? Um, mailing yeah, list is free. The mailing list is free. If you want to sign up for the monthly membership, remember these recordings are free. Uh, I have them hosted at TalkShoe for the moment. But for my monthly membership, where I have these same calls broken down, if that's what you want and you're having problems, contact me through the website, and we'll get together and uh, figure something out. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you, too. Yeah, good luck with that. Go get him, Tiger. <laughs> Um, let's see, Hamilton, Montana, when your phone unmutes, it's your turn. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to get on. Hi. I am Amy. And Hello. And I'm actually – hi. I um, love listening to you, by the way. It's, you're so down-to-earth and so understanding and, yeah, anyway. Um, got all sorts of friends listening and watching your YouTube videos as well. Anyhow. Um I, I'm in all sorts of pickles. <laughs> I'll start with my most important one. The reason why I get um, referred to you is I'm on a private member um, association. He's like, go watch these videos regarding my custody situation. Um, I ended up firing my third lawyer. I've always felt that something was really off when it came to lawyers. Um, I always felt like, why can't I do this for myself? I just don't understand. They they say one thing and in court they always do the exact opposite. They don't actually represent me. Mm-hmm. Um, so in last year I filed to leave Alaska because I'm actually living in Alaska to go back down to Montana. And um, I also put in a motion to limit uh, contact with the with my ex's fiance who has since lost custody of her kids but now she has moved out. Anyways, that was denied, and then they ordered a custody investigator, and I fired my lawyer, and I'm wondering how I can use conditional acceptance in this regard. And it's like I just can't – I everything else makes sense, like the house, the car, you know, the situations you were in, but I'm like, how can I use this in a custody situation because this judge has not listened to me before and three years ago made awful rulings, just would like to close up shop and get out of the courts. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't deal with courts. I don't. Uh Okay. They're all they're all a big scam. Uh the the be- yeah. there's you can you can challenge the jurisdiction if you don't like what's going on in court or the tribunal, uh, if you don't like what's going on in there and you don't want to be no part of it, 
then challenge the jurisdiction because they don't have it. Uh, so many of y'all go, I had a lawyer and I had, if I had four lawyers, I fired four lawyers. Well, that's the first mistake. It is like you yeah. said. You can go in there and you can do it yourself. Uh, Impropria prasana. Uh, don't don't go in there and don't go in there and pro se. Never go in pro se. Uh, always impropria prasana. And 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 do do only to challenge the jurisdiction. Pardon me. Do I have to, do I have to change that because I did let go of my lawyer and he removed himself. So now it just says self-represented. So do I yeah. need to make an affidavit well, or a declaration saying re- I'm... Represented, yeah. Uh, when you say I'm representing, you're, you're, you're representing, okay? Yeah. So you're, you're presenting yourself uh, wearing the mask of your... That's what represent, self-representation is. You're presenting your, yeah. you're wearing your persona. Uh, what you do is you go in and you say, look, I'm going to make this very clear. Uh, I am not here to represent myself, uh, nor is anyone representing me. I am here in propria persona. I am here in proper person. When you say that, you're the only one who is in proper person. Okay? All the other players are representing something. The judge is representing the court. The prosecutors representing the people. You see what I'm saying? Or the state. Let's yeah. say the state. Uh, they're all representing. When you're in propria persona, you're the only human. Uh, you can actually take control of the court when you're in that position uh, because you're the only human, and humans have authority over positions. Uh, you can do that. Uh, anybody can do that. You don't like what's going on. You don't want to play their game. Uh, here's what I'm here to do. I'm here to challenge the jurisdiction because none of them have it. None of them. None of them have. The freaking Supreme Court of the United States does not have jurisdiction over you. It only has jurisdiction over the trust. And it only has it if you allow it to happen. Why? Because you're the beneficiary. Uh, Mm -hmm. So you can do that, and you can also do the conditional acceptance. Uh, you can do the conditional acceptance, and when they try and force you in there to make you do what they want you to do, that's when you say, hey, first off, uh, let's get something straight. Uh, I am here by special appearance, and to challenge the jurisdiction, and I am in propria persona. Uh, yeah, when you do that, it's time to it's time to vacate the room, everybody. I'm the only human here. Uh, they don't have it. And, and and when when y'all continue to talk to these lawyers and let these lawyers move for you, uh, you shouldn't mm-hmm. even put papers into the court. Uh, you know, well, should I file this affidavit for this or affidavit for that? Uh, do I need to do this writ for this or this writ for that? Uh, look, anytime you put papers into the into the court, uh, you're asking the court to move. You hear me use the word asking, okay? Yeah. Uh, You're asking permission for the court to move. That grants jurisdiction. Uh, That's why it's always better to go in person, a proper person, and uh, to do that. 
If you do a conditional acceptance, so, you're, you shouldn't even be going in there. You know what I'm saying? And how would I, Here's the other question. How would I serve that? How, how would I serve that? To, like, so we have a pretrial hearing that's supposedly on the 24th, and they have not approved my motion to um, get rid of the custody investigator. I, I think I should just make a motion to close the case because I'm originally the person that made the petition and then go for conditional acceptance and, and make judicial complaints yeah. and all the well, other things. If they close the case, then there's nothing to conditionally accept. If they go in there and they okay. do what they do, what they do there will be no reason to conditionally accept. You got well, to remember, uh, conditional acceptance is the offer. You know what I mean? When the offer is made, then you can conditionally accept it. You, if you go in there okay. and you say, "I want you to do this," and they say, "Okay," well, there's there's nothing to there's nothing there's no offer to con, to conditionally accept. Uh, okay. You know, uh, if you had a conditional acceptance and you had everyone served, you can go in there and say, I don't know why we're even in here. Uh, all y'all owe me money. Uh, it's in the best interest uh, that you cease and desist right now. Uh, before this gets worse, and i got to give you another one, like Mindy's getting ready to do. Give him another one. <laughs> her, her story is awesome. Yeah. I, I, guess, I just have that disconnect from okay they haven't approved my motion to drop the custody investigator I'm the one that made the motion to modify custody and to move and there's nothing there's no orders there's no judge saying you can or can't move there's nothing like it just feels like it's like up in the air and nobody's saying anything so I just don't know what to make my conditional acceptance about does that make sense yeah yeah it does uh I mean, if you want to, if you if you're the one initiated all this, you you ought to be able to go in and say, "Look, I want to drop this altogether," and it okay. should be dropped because uh, okay. you're the one that asked the court to move in the first place. Uh, but if you yeah. want to conditionally accept them, uh, going if you want to go in there and say, "Look, I'm the one initiated initiated all this. I want it all dropped right now," uh, and they don't do it. Then you can walk out and conditionally accept. Okay. Uh, you know, okay. these guys made yeah. me an offer. These guys made me an offer not to do what they're supposed to do. Uh, okay. That's how that would work. And I have a feeling that's that what they'll do. Question? They'll want to keep us in there. Yeah, that that makes sense because they'll want to keep us in court because you know we're you know whatever he's a pharmacist and they well, if know, they want to do that they're... if they want to. Yeah, if they want to do that, you you might could drop this. Uh, you know, uh, you know, if you go in there and you say I want this dropped, and they say well, we're not going to drop it, uh, are you making me an offer that I can conditionally accept? Okay. And when they look no, at you, kind sense. of funny, you say yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Are you making me an offer that I can conditionally accept now? Uh, man, even cops have got that. Uh, you know, these freaking dumbass cops. Uh, are you making me an offer that I can conditionally accept? That's how I put it to them if they didn't, if they didn't dismiss it. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Whoops. (laughs) Probably just a little too soon. Um, King Daniel or Daniel King. King Daniel, you're next. Hi, y'all. Um, can y'all hear me? 
We can hear you. Y'all. Yeah, we can hear you, Your Highness. We hear you, Your Highness. <laughs> hey, my name is Pam. It is a pleasure to meet you and both of you. Thank you for what you're doing. Um, I got a quick question for you. Uh, I'm a private person. Uh, I'm, on, I'm a private person on paper. And I keep hearing the reference about UCC. Is it necessary for us to, you know, put our toe in the water in their world in order to do this process? Uh, if you're talking about the conditional acceptance, no, it's not. Uh, you don't need to use the UCC. Uh, it's it's a commercial thing. It's just like using the courts. The courts are commercial. Uh, matter of fact, the courts and the banks both fall under the UCC. They all fall under the guidelines of the UCC. Uh, you don't have to use the UCC. We used them back then because the UCC one was a notice of notice of lien. Uh, you can lien somebody without a UCC one. Uh, we just did it because it was the quickest way to get their attention. Uh, if you if you do a conditional acceptance and you create the claim of lien and you create the assignment and you send it all in the contract to the treasury, the treasury is going to take those lien securities and turn them over to the IRS collection. The IRS is going to take their way around and take the money from everyone's trust, and then they're going to send it to the treasury. The treasury is going to get their take, and they're probably going to put your take into your trust or send it to you according to the uh, the language of the contract. But when you do the UCC-1, it notices them right away. Uh, for instance, I did four judges, five actually, four circuit and one session. I did that to them, and I did the UCCs. Uh, what we did is we sent them the claim, uh, we sent them the conditional acceptance. They more likely threw them over in the corner. Oh, this is bullshit. And they threw it over in the corner, and they left it. Well, your 10 days are up, bud. Well, now we're going to the Secretary of the State's office because the UCC is, is operated through each state, Okay. All states have adopted the UCC. All of them have. Uh, most countries have. Uh, what they'll do is they'll, you, you do the UCC one. You pay for it. Uh, in Tennessee, they're $15 each. You pay for them with your credit card, and then they email you the UCC. Then you can print it out. Uh, but what happens is uh, uh, every month or two, whatever the case may be, those UCCs get reported to their credit report. Okay? Now, all of a sudden, they're going down here to buy a house or, or buy a new car, and the banks are going or the finance company is going, uh, we can't loan you $60,000 for this car. Uh, you owe this guy $12 million. Uh, yeah, it shows up on your credit report. Uh, when you do a UCC one, yeah. When, when you do when you do a UCC one, like we did, folks, uh, it shows up on their credit report, and let they me, won't get so they won't you. get so much of a toothpick 
Let uh, me on tell credit. you. Let me tell you. About twelve years ago, I was following Tim Turner, and I had did his negative environment, and I did a UCC one in Washington, and and I named a law firm. About three law firms in Portland, and I was served papers because they wanted to remove the UCC-1. And in their papers, this law firm yeah. was crying. They said, we went to buy computers on credit, and we couldn't because of this UCC lien. And then my former yeah. employer, they were notified by their bank that they had a lien against their bank account, and I don't know if they were notified or if the account was actually frozen. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you file something on the UCC, it makes the rounds it'll get there well but um and i just wanted to say i typed up all of tim turner stuff that's a lot of stuff but i don't want to operate in the ucc world and yeah, there has to be a workaround have. around it say that say that again so everybody can hear chris you, you you don't have to right you don't have to do anything in the ucc you can do the claim of lien and uh and send it right to the treasury. Here you go. Uh, now, if if you're if you're wanting to seek vengeance on these people that wronged you, then you can do the UCC ones. Uh, personally, I don't care because uh, what I want to do is get you to stop doing what the criminal shit you're doing is. Uh, if you got me in your uh, your circuit court and you've got blah 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 on me. Uh, I want you to stop that, and the only way I can do that is to bias you through the conditional acceptance. If you want to, and they were doing this in prison, uh, they were taking it no farther. Uh, now they're actually con- doing the contracts with the Treasury from the prison. Uh, uh, but a lot of them were doing the, the, the conditional acceptance just to get the prison to stop doing what they were doing. Uh, once they seen how it worked, and the prison stopped, uh, well, I don't, you know, I don't care. I had actually people tell me, I don't care about twelve million dollars. I was like, man, are you nuts? You, you don't want this? No, no, no. I just wanted them to uh, send me to a different prison, and and the warden just asked me today, what prison do I want to go to? Uh, okay, <laughs> you know. You don't want the money, all right. I'm not going out of my way. You don't want it, that's fine. Uh, but people actually do that. Uh, I just want them to stop. I want them to stop foreclosing on my house. I want them to stop this child support issue. I want them to stop this, uh, you know, whatever, misdemeanors or whatever. Uh, yeah, can I do that? Yes, you can. Uh, you don't have to take it any farther than to to do the conditional acceptance on the court uh, because they owe you. You don't have to send it in a contract to the Treasury, uh, you know, and, and get paid. You don't have to do that. They're going to stop just by getting the document. Uh, you know, Mindy's probably going to find that out real soon when she, they try and bring her in there because she knows now. She can go in there and go, uh, uh, I, what, what, what are we here for? Uh I can only naturally assume that uh, uh, you're ready to settle this this conditional acceptance. I guess you brought me in here because you you're ready to pay me three million dollars, right? Uh, 
Because other than that, I ain't got no other business in here. Uh, they can't move on you. They owe you money. But you don't have well, to, you don't, y'all, you don't have to use the UCC at all. Well, and I appreciate that, but um, are you saying that that the only way we can really go after them if they refuse the the conditional, well, the Treasury's going to fight really the conditional acceptance, but um, I'm trying to think uh, if there's an, any other reason why we would really have to. The only other, what you're saying, and then just to clarify, and maybe I have this incorrect, but if there is other things that need to go on, then we're going to be the ones to push it rather than, um, you know, maybe I'm misunderstanding that. Okay. Uh, if you don't want to use the UCC, you can do the conditional acceptance and force their hand. Uh, that's what you're doing with it. Uh, if you want to take it all the way to the top, Send it to the Treasury. Get your money. Uh, but I understand. I understand where you're coming from. You don't want to get into the commercial aspect of the UCC. Uh, I didn't want to when we were doing this in 2014 and 15. I said, I don't think we need to do this. Uh, you know, we can do this without that. Yeah, but if we do this, it'll hit them right away. It'll hit them in their back pocket. Uh, and I've seen that. You know, I've seen, a, I've seen a clerk, a court clerk, lose her house. She probably had $300,000, $400,000 in because she couldn't make up the payments and she couldn't sell it. Uh, yeah, it will get them. Uh, but it's already got them when it biases them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. Uh, I, I, and I'm going to let you go, but I did just send you an email to, just in regards to the lady who got so emotional earlier. Yeah, I'm working on some different humanitarian projects all around the world that all I'm waiting yeah. for, I, I, I'm kind of like her, I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for everything to open up, and it is, and this is part of it. And I just want to thank you. You are part of this um uh, really provision for, for everything that has been done to all of us all of these years, and I tip my hat to you in much, much respect. Well, thank you very much. Peace and blessings, good sister. Thank you. Okay. Kenny Andrew, you're next. Hey, can you hear me, Chris? Go ahead. Oh yeah, loud, loud and clear. Hey, it's your new greenhorn friend Andrew from email. You might recognize me, but um, uh-huh. hey man, I got a couple questions. I don't want to hog the floor and make a filibuster here. All right. So my first que- my first question is, uh, I went to college. Uh, I got loans through the government. Uh, I worked my ass off as a valet in sub-zero temperatures making tips. I paid off $20,000 in 12 months, but I didn't realize I was getting coupons. So I kind of want to, you know, I I only got about $4,700 left to pay off. Um, Instead of just uh, overlooking the crime, I'd kind of like to get my cheese back. (laughs) I hear you. 
Yeah, I hear um, you. Uh, you know, go ahead. Uh, you know, I was wondering about that. I got mine completely wiped out. I didn't pay the first dime back on any of them, $27,000, because uh, I learned how to buck the system. Uh, but right. my situation is unique. Uh, you know, and I was thinking, as, uh, another another uh, lady was talking to me about this, and when you pay out like that, you've already paid them. Uh, you, could yeah. do, you could do the 1099A. Uh, or you can send them the coupon. Just send them a coupon yep. uh, with the number yep. in it. Send it to them. See what happens. Uh, you okay. know, put them in that position. Uh, but I was also thinking, yeah, I wonder what would happen. Like, say you got $4,800 left and you paid 20000 yeah, yeah. Uh Yeah. Well, over, yeah, over 20000 I just paid off 20000 in a year, yeah. but yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? If you went back and you looked at what the total amount was, I wonder what would happen if you sent in the coupon. If you only owed forty eight hundred dollars, but you sent in a coupon for for twenty nine, uh, would that would they credit it back to you? Uh, you mean you know, like I don't you mean know. in the bottom? Would, are you talking? Are you talking about in the bottom? Like on the front, I write in you know twenty nine grand or whatever, and then put the beneficiary and door yeah. on the back. That's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay, and then uh, you know, I okay. wonder. You know, I always told people, uh, you know, what does the statement say? Well, the statement says forty eight hundred twenty five dollars. Uh, then you put yeah. that in the box, and then you send it in. That will zero out the account. Uh, but I always kind of thought, or okay. I have been thinking for the last little while, you know, what would happen if you put the total amount in there of everything you paid? Uh, yeah, would that's they a good send idea. you a check? Would they send okay. you a I'm check for that. it all? I don't know. I'm gonna try everything's okay, worth I, a shot. Absolutely. Yeah, you my might have question, something. Yeah. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I, I'm going to try uh, that. My next question is, um, I'm looking to – build a house now that I'm a king with the 1099A. And, uh, you yeah, know, I know you, I know you said that uh, people that are married, their trust are, you know, joined. Um, my dad's been a painting contractor and a light carpentry self-contractor for like the last 30 years. Um, can I submit a 1099A to him? Uh, the only question or concern I think might have with that is because we have the same last family name, um, and I guess I would be the, the property or the offspring of his trust. Uh, would that raise a red flag or should I get some, like, and then my next question to that would be, okay, let's say I can give him a 1099A, my dad, a 1099A to build me a house, and then he would, he would find me subcontractors, you know, to finish it off. Um, it, can I do it trust to trust? So from my SS to his SS, or would it be better if he had an EIN? You know, what would I put down on the 1099A? Or would, I, would it be better to just get a different, person altogether no you can you can uh, i don't care if you're a junior uh and he's a senior uh you're not married uh, it's two different trusts right. uh, yep so and, and okay. they're not they're not they're not combined um we were speaking yep. to somebody here not too long ago uh it was a, a gal and she had a couple children and her dad was a contractor uh, she was like, you know, yep. I was looking at 10 acres of land, and, and I was going to buy a, have my dad 
uh, build houses for me and my two children. Is that doable? Are you going to pay your dad with the 1099? Yes, you could do the turnkey deal. Uh, you want everything from the landscaping to the, uh, to the, uh, appliances to the furniture. You could have your dad pick it all out and then figure out what the total cost is and then mark it up by 20%. That's so what I wanted to do. I too. wanted to, yep. I, he, I mean, he's in his like early 60s, and I just basically wanted to give him a nice retirement check from the U.S. Treasury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Okay, and then uh, my next, yeah. my next question is, um, I'm trying to, I'm in in uh, communication with my landlord about using a 1099A to satisfy the obligation of my rent. Uh, her only hesitation is because I'm not actually acquiring the property permanently. I'm just kind of renting it, you know, uh, that's why she's hesitant. Yeah. She doesn't want to do it. Um, she talks to her accountant and her accountant goes, well, I've never heard anything about that before, but, um, what would be your best course of action in that? Because technically I'm not, I'm not buying the house. I'm just kind of renting it, you know, for a year. And I know, hey, you... go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you're the beneficiary. Uh, is it in the right. beneficiary's best interest? To have his rent paid for the the for the length of the obligation. Right. Uh, yep. a, lot that the yeah, yeah, a lot I, of I people have asked me. Yeah, a lot of people have asked me. Yeah, a lot of people have asked me. Can I use a 1099A to pay my rent? Yes, you can. Uh, can you get the landlord to accept it? Uh, tell them. You know, they're like, well, well, do I have to do this every month? I wouldn't. I would say, uh, you know, what's the extent of the or what's the uh, extent of the lease? Uh, uh, how long uh, do you got? You know, eighteen months left or what? Uh, yeah. Pay it for the next eighteen months. If you want to move yep. into an apartment and sign a new lease, uh, well, well, what's it going to cost? What, what if I got to sign a two-year lease? What's it going to? What's twenty-four months going to cost me? Uh, here it yep. is. It's all right here. And then you've paid yeah, your lease for your rent. Yep. Yeah, that's absolutely. what I told her the other day. She she called me and she goes, well, I've been talking with my accountant and he, he doesn't know about that. It, it kind of sounds a little sketchy. And I said, ma'am, I said, yeah. you took my social security number when I applied uh, for this, this to live at this place. I said, you have a fiduciary obligation. I said, you might not know this. She goes, well, I've been renting houses for 20 years. I said, well, I understand, but you know, you have a fiduciary obligation because you took my you took my trust number. I said you're a trustee. This is a trust action, and I just I just basically gave it to her over the phone. And so basically, the only thing I'm waiting on right now is to I'm trying to get some 1099A forms, but they're on back order with the IRS and Office Depot and Office yeah. Max are all sold out of the they're all sold out of the uh, triple carbon copies. So <laughs> yeah, well, look, guys. Uh, this happens every year, okay? Uh, don't think because of uh, what I've been telling, people's ordering them like crazy and they can't keep them. Uh, this happens every year. This is the beginning of the tax season. Everybody's scrambling to uh, get their tax documents together. A lot of people are having a hard time. They'll go into the IRS's website and they'll look for the 1099A and they will not find them. Look, if you need a 1099A or OIDs or any of that, what you do is you go in, you go and you do a Google search. 
Uh, hey, Google, uh, how do I order IRS business forms? If you put that question into Google, it will take you straight to the IRS's website where you can order all kinds of business forms. You'll not find that okay. if you just go straight to the IRS and, and, and put in uh, 1099A. You may or may not find that link. Uh, but yeah, you well, I, you I already got a – I ordered some from the IRS, and they sent me a, a little postcard in the mail. They said, you know, we were um, – yeah. We were unable to process your order because we're basically on back order, but we'll get back to you. you know? <laughs> yeah, don't you don't have to order anymore because we got you on, and they do. Believe me, yeah. you all, I got one of those yes. too. Uh, yes, sir. Mine said, uh, mine said Christopher hyphen Allen colon Hauser, comma B E N E period. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that was that was the only thing that I. Uh, <laughs> I didn't put my name as the beneficiary when I went to go order them, but, yeah. yeah. Well, think about that, folks. If you go to the IRS and you order these forms and you put beneficiary in there after your last name, the IRS is agreeing that you are a beneficiary of the trust. Ooh. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Powerful. You can Powerful. actually, you can actually, absolutely. You can turn around with that card. I got it, and I was like, yeah, I kind of figured that was going to happen. The only reason I got that card is because someone had said, I can't find the forms. So I went into, I went in and found the forms. And uh, I said, well, I'm in here. I might as well order some. And I ordered them, and I got the card back. I said, well, I'm going to see if I'll, I'm going to see if it'll, if, if it'll come back beneficiary. And it did. It came back beneficiary. <laughs> so they're agreeing that, that, they're agreeing that, that I am the beneficiary of the trust that they are sending yep. the forms to. Uh, one quick question. I, I, know, I don't want to. Yeah, one more question. How do I make a current bank account? How do I turn it into a beneficiary account? Or would it be better to just make a new account? It's always better to go to a new bank and make a new account. But look, y'all. Okay. If you have a regular bank account and you start signing checks with a beneficiary signature. Cap right? the deposit. Take pictures. Yep. Pa- deposit yep. a check. Uh, yep. When you take your work check in there from your business, uh, sign it with a beneficiary signature, and, they'll, and they're cashing them. There's depositing them. Uh, if you're making your car payment or your house payment or whatever, uh, and you're signing that check, beneficiary, and they are actually transacting business and agreeing to that. And you have yep, that agreement, even though yep. the signature. Yeah, absolutely. And you get by with that. Uh, you may get by with that for six months or so, and then someone's going to notice it, and they're going to go, "Whoa, wait a minute! This guy signed a beneficiary." Uh, well, they've already honored the checks. Uh, a lot yep. of times when people get in there and they catch this right away, they'll go, well, we can't do this. Uh, we can't honor these, you know, we can't accept the deposit and, and all the banking stuff that you normally do. Uh, they'll shut you down quick. But you, you got to yep. remember they've already accepted it. The minute the lady at the bank takes the signature card from you, 
I always put the money on top of the signature card when you <laughs> hand it to them. That way they're not seeing the signature. All they're seeing is the Benjamins. And, uh, <laughs> and, and they'll always overlook that. Uh, don't let them watch you sign it and put the money over the top of it. Uh, and, and then once you hand it, they've accepted it. Oh, well, we can't Genius. accept this signature. What do you mean? Genius. You already have. Genius. So, okay, and then how do you enforce that? If it, hey, look, if they try to mess with you after you do that, uh-huh. put, a, put a conditional acceptance on them, the CEO of the business, everybody. CEO of Wells Fargo, CEO of... Yeah, CEO of Wells yeah. Fargo, CEO of U.S. Whoever. Bank. Yeah, Straight U.S. To the Bank, whatever. Yeah. You put them on there. You, hey, you're in a – look it. Your bank account is a, is a beneficiary account. You went in there. I don't care how old you got a bank account that's 20 years old. Uh, did you go in there and give it, them your social it security? Is about, it is about 20 years old, actually. It's about 22 years old. It's – <laughs> then it's a been and if you put your social security number on their application, it is a beneficiary account. And the only difference is is now they have to recognize it. They have to recognize you as the beneficiary. Yeah, they can't. Uh, they don't the like to do they, that. Yep. All right. So does that yeah. answer your question? Yeah, yes, sir. You're, you're the right, man, thank Chris. You. Love you, bro. Thank you. All right, brother. Okay, we're going to have one more, and then we got to call it a night. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida, go ahead. <clears throat> Jacksonville, are you asleep? It is East Coast time. Uh, hello, Jacksonville, you're unmuted. Okay. Um Okay, so much for Jacksonville. Um, Anna Chilaki. Hey, sorry, Anna. It was under under this um, question. I had done quite a few conditional acceptances, got everyone well, good, and defaulted, and even gone as far as getting maybe 20 or 30 um, notary certificates to dishonor. I figured that was good enough to get started, and then upon filing UCC1s, didn't really get any attention with any of that, actually. So I was kind of told through a little bit of research that the UCC3 is the way to actually go and enforce it, and that they, you know, whoever it was that I put as a debtor may not even really get notice, even though I sent them ample notice. I even filed into court cases. But basically, I, I just decided to put a stop on it until I get some more research done. And I've got to really go through your videos. But I'm curious, you know, what's the, the best way to be sure that, um, you know, that the opposing party knows? Because in some cases, you're right. I heard uh, what you said about the law firm, how they've reacted to it. And there's one law firm yeah. I definitely could do for over $20 million and it's bona fide, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can... Uh... Yeah, the 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 UCC threes. Okay, we use the UCC ones, and then what we did is we used the threes. They're an assignment document. Okay, uh, well that's what we use them as. Actually, they're amendments. Is what they are. 
the UCC three is an amendment. Uh, we took the UCC ones, and they once you file the UCC one, they give you numbers. They, that UCC one has its own uh, instrument numbers, but you take those instrument numbers and you attach them to uh, the UCC three, and uh, and it's an what you're doing is you're amending the lien. Or the notice of lien, you're amending it to give it to the treasury. That's how we did it. Uh, I don't know exactly how you're using your threes. Uh, if you want to get their attention, uh, like say, well, I don't know if the, I didn't. I don't know if they got served this thing. Uh, you know, I don't know if they got this this thing served on them. Uh, how do I know that they, they that what I did is put the pinch on them? Uh, here's how you make sure of that you send it to him certified mail return receipt, and 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 when you guys do these things like this, when you send the letters to the to the bill uh, the the finance companies and the bill collectors and stuff like that, uh, when you write that letter uh, talking about the coupon or whatnot, you're going to put the the postal rule in that letter. You're going to notarize it and and. And, and in that letter that you that you create to the CEO or whoever the lawyer, the the law firm, uh, you're going to put it in there. Look, this is a contract. By the postal rule, this is a common law contract. You agree that you have you have accepted this. Uh, yeah. Then you got a contract. Not only do I know these guys got this. I know that they know it's a contract, uh, and that would be the way to, to make sure that they were notified. Uh, you know, they, the summons yeah, up here is a notice. You know what I mean? I know they are notified because I filed them into multiple court cases. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it, uh, so what, really what you're looking for a little bit harder. Yeah, what you're really looking for is a reaction out of them, not whether or not they've been noticed. You want to see them react. Well, a lot of them lawyers won't because they think, well, if I just shut up and don't say nothing, this will all go away. Uh, it doesn't. But they're not going to stir the pot. I better not let this guy know that I'm scared because uh, once that goes down, uh, everybody's going to scare us. Uh, now I've got to really go back. That's what happened. I made my own prices, you know, based on some of the stuff I was saying. I said, yeah, any... Bar attorney, because I disqualify him real quick, put him in default. But any bar attorney that wants to mess with me since it's treasonous, um, you know, I just put a nice gender clause and and set my price real high. And, I mean, they shut up really quick at the very least, but doesn't mean I necessarily rang the bell. But even with, like, bar grievances, all that stuff. Yeah, that's a good indication you hit him. It's hard to get a lawyer to shut up. I'll put it this way: it didn't, it didn't stop the repo, but that's no. we're still in arbitration for that. I'm just a little surprised they're not in a hurry to settle on that either. Yeah, they're probably waiting. Time, time heals all wounds. Well, that's I'll file out three because I had never done that before. Uh, I'm going to go through everything, study it up. Thanks so much for everything you post, and yeah, uh, man. I'll be looking out for yeah, the next call because I don't know you did these. All right. Thank you very much. Take All care. right, brother. Have a good night. Okay, so you guys, um, again, 
go to youhavetheright.com, sign up on our mailing list so that you can stay informed with these meetings. I have not sent out any notices for the last couple weeks because we've been working out some email issues. I think we got them worked out tonight. Uh, I'm going to send out a mailing probably tomorrow, and we'll find out. If so, then you'll be getting notices every week of when we do these calls and other updates. Um, I'll also send out a link to the recordings at TalkShoe for right now until I get the uh, YouTube set up. When I get that set up, then I'll just put them on YouTube. Um, And also, again, I'm taking these calls and I'm breaking them down by subject, and I have a, a membership for that. Otherwise, these calls are free and everything about it is free, but the membership is just something I ask for, and it helps me to uh, put on these calls and to support Chris. So if you can do that, I'd appreciate it. Um, Chris, thank you very much. All right, guys. So, Thanks uh, for on. joining us. So hang on the line yes. here when we're done. Everybody, thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. Good- <laughs> With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.